Bible says in Romans 14, 17, says this, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not, and, and, and in those days, eating and drinking would refer to all the rules and the regulations and the external things people had to do to prove their holiness, right? The kingdom of God is not about proving my goodness or my moral excellence or try to, you know, uh, tell people how great and good I am because of, you know, how much peace I want for y'all. No, peace is an internal thing. It says it's, it's a matter of righteousness, peace. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, so what does that do? do? It links peace with our righteousness. And we know that we can only gain righteousness through our faith in Jesus Christ. And therefore, peace, true peace can only come when the kingdom of God comes within through our repentance, through our accepting Jesus' cross work. But as Christians, our internal position is that of righteousness and peace. Can you see how when you become a Christian, you are born again into a kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so often when we try to, you know, we mistake the peace for coming from the outside. But what we realize as Christians, we've already been given the peace. So each of us here have already been given peace, powerful peace, because of our righteousness, not because of our effort. Right? All because of our focus, all because of our management of our thoughts. Now, I'm going to talk about how that, how that helps, but we first have to see that it's God that grants us peace. And without that to start off with, none of the other things are going to work because it has to start by an internal transformation. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, Peace I leave with you, my peace. I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. The world's offer of peace is always temporary. It's always circumstantial and based on external matters. But God's offer of peace, his granting of peace is something that's internal, that's permanent. It's based on your position of righteousness in him. And as you know, if your confession of faith don't change, that righteous position cannot change. And so your peace cannot change. Really, it's there. It's just needing to get accessed. Proverbs 3 verse 1 and 2. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they add to you. As if, if we remember the word of God, the new commandment that he gave us to love God and love people, that's how we continue to add peace to our existence. This is important because life is going to throw many a curveball at us. Things go well for a little bit and then something happens. It's just the reality of life. In fact, if you're blindsided by such surprises, completely blindsided, then you've just been ignorant, thinking that you're living in an existence where nothing bad happens right? We know bad things happen in this world. We know tough things happen in this world. The world is ever-changing. It's, it's one of the, the, the biggest realities of this physical world is that it changes. And the minute you get comfortable basing your peace on something external, you find, oh my goodness, that foundation of peace just gets ripped out from under you. 
We saw that in, in, our, in, our, in our nation, uh, in, in, in our country here, so, 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 like poignantly, how people got so comfortable in you know, a certain reality, and then just in one night, that reality was moved. So, God wants you to have full and powerful peace, and here's the key to this point. He's already made it available to you. As a righteous person, as a child of God, you've already been given that gift. The second point we need to understand and learn about peace is that peace guards us. Peace is a protector. Peace protects our hearts and our minds. And it's very important if our hearts and minds are protected, then we can live from a different reality than if we get anxious. So here's how it goes. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 8 says this. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It means that when you've done this, a peace will come to you even though the situation hasn't, not, hasn't even changed. It doesn't make sense. Why? Because my circumstances might not have changed, but suddenly I find myself with a condition of peace, a, a prevailing tendency that I'm going to be okay. The peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We know elsewhere it says that we need to guard our hearts because out of it flows every issue of life. Like everything that's important, everything that can become a, a, um, a point of concern for me, that flows from my heart. And if my heart is at peace and being guarded by peace, then every issue of my life is in control. Even when externally it looks like, man, life is spiraling, internally I can be, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. God's got this. But here's the key. It says, finally, brother, whatever is true and honorable, whatever is just and pure, whatever is lovely and commendable, if there is any excellence or anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. Because you see, sometimes we lose our peace. How many of you have lost your peace? I lost my peace this morning, right? Like on my way here. Just something, obviously, because I was going to preach on peace, right? So naturally. Um, but see, we, we do lose our peace, but the importance is that resilience. How fast do we bounce back to peace? Okay? So, so whatever, see, that's, that's where, have you ever done what-if scenarios in your brain? Oh, you see something happen, so what if this takes place? If this takes place, then this will happen, and then that will happen, and then I'm going to find myself in a bind, right? Now, when you, when, you, when you think of those scenarios that you're working up, and you think of them, and you think of them, and you think of them, you're already living in them like they've happened, but they haven't even happened. You're stressing and anxious and, and, and tense about something that did not happen yet. But you're living in the reality of it. Why? Because it's like a movie. It's like you're playing it in your mind and it just feels like present tense. That is not how God wants us to live and has enabled us to live. God has enabled us to live by thinking about his things. 
So that is a scenario. And could it happen? You know, it probably could happen. But here's the thing. Why don't you just live in it when it happened instead of living in it for days, months, and weeks up until it only actually finally happens? How much torture are you allowing in your life by living in something now that has not happened? In other words, it isn't true. It's not true. But you can live in what is true. That is what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God declares over you the promises of God. If your alignment with your mind is disciplined enough to think of those things, you know what? going to be blessed. You know what? God's going to come through for us. You know what? God's got us. He's put us in his hand. We're anchored to Jesus. I'm anchored to hope. I'm anchored to his sovereign will being a reality in my life. I've got the joy of the Lord. I can joy. I can have joy, not because the, everything's going right, but because I am loved. I am, I am, I'm led. He's got me. He said, I will never let anything take you out of my hand. I'm in his hand. I am in his hand. He's got this. Those are the scenarios that we need to play in our minds. And then we will live in that reality. And whenever something bad does happen, now I'm not facing that bad thing from a hunched over, weakened, you know, worn out person that just, oh, Try to resist the situation that is overcoming me. No, I'm strong. I've been living in peace. I've been living in a tendency of, of relaxedness, a tendency of flexibility, a tendency of trusting in the goodness of God and, and seeing it. And now this thing comes over me and I can say, resist you in the name of Jesus. Because I'm not worn out by something that wasn't even real. But what we learn here and what they said there is that you're going to fight for peace. You're going to have to fight for your peace. And the way I fight with peace is by wrestling with it in my thought mind, my thought, my thought life. It's by putting God's word in my mind. It's by memorizing scripture. It's by reminding myself of his faithfulness and of his goodness. It's by taking wrong ideas and thoughts captive and rejecting it. Look, if you don't take thoughts captive, those thoughts will take you captive. Something is being taken captive. But that's the paddle. It's when I take the truth of God's word and I remind myself of it. And I work myself, I work that into my, into my heart, into my mind. And I make that real play out in my, as he was faithful to the Israelites, as he was faithful in Christ, as he was faithful with the disciples, and as he was faithful with the church. So he will be faithful to me. I play the story of the Bible in my mind because that keeps me in God's reality. I declare the truth over my life. God is my ever-present help in time of need. My God will lift me up on a rock that's higher than me. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to feel always in control, but I know my God is in control. And as I remind myself of those truths, all of a sudden, a disposition, a prevailing tendency of peace starts guarding my heart. And then it guards my mind. And I don't think stupid things that are not true. 
I'm prophesying over, the, over my future. I'm saying how I believe it's going to be. I'm taking the, the, the momentum of Scripture, the trajectory of Scripture, I'm taking that into consideration and I'm putting myself on that trajectory and thinking, if the kingdom of God is increasing, why won't I increase? If the kingdom of God is in walking in victory and winning in this world, why won't I? I am a part of this overcoming, increasing kingdom. And so regardless of the reality that I face right now, it's going to be okay. I'm going to come out different. And here's how I foresee I'm going to come out. You know what? I'm going to come out fully healed of this thing. I'm going to come out fully provided for. I'm going to come out on the other side of this thing having more than I need so that I can give away to others who might still be in the process of seeing the kingdom manifest fully to them. That's how I see it come out for me. And I'm going to say that over my life. Why? Because that is way more in line with the truth. I might not perfectly say it. Because sometimes I might be a little, you know, like, oh, I'm about to be a millionaire by 30. Probably not. But you know what? I'm at least aligning myself with a positive trajectory of the kingdom of God. And I'm not talking about name it, claim it, those crap. I'm talking, sorry, those junk. Sorry, I, I recognize really, uh, uh, recently that that word is, an, uh, in fact, a little too crude for the culture. I'm, gonna, um, I'm going to, to align myself with God's word as far and as good as I can. The reality is the truth of his word. So, and, and, and hear what this does then. Now, every time I'm reminding myself and I start gaining peace back, now um, peace will guard my heart and my mind um, so that I will not throw away my confidence. Hebrews 10 verse 35, uh, 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 the writer writes this. He says, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. If you've done the will of God, what is that? It's to believe him above other things. The will of God is not me not doing all the do's and don'ts. The will of God in this context, is it's me trusting him, believing him over everything else. Point number three, peace positions me for obedience. Peace positions me for obedience. Philippians 4, verse 9. Remember, we read 4 to 8. And 8 is about thinking all that's true and lovely and worthy. Verse 9 says this. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is powerful. It's first you disciplining your mind and fighting that battle to think godly thoughts, to align yourself with the mind of Christ that he has given us already, right? And then peace comes to you. But you know what? When you start obeying God, when you start living life as he wanted you to live it, something happens. No longer is it just the peace of God that guards you. All of a sudden, a presence is added. The 
God of peace comes and is with you. There is benefit to obeying God's word. And it's that it introduces this, this thing of living in his presence. Living in close proximity with him. That's why me-centered Christianity is a non-starter. That's why you can't go, I want to serve Jesus for what he can do for me. No. We have to figure out what he's doing and join him. Because it's about his agenda. It's about his plans. I have to center myself around his purposes for my life. Not the self-help Christianity where I'm just getting him to help me get done what I want done. No, 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 no. He's a king on the throne of my heart to whom I get to bow my knee and worship and then go out and live his prerogative, his plan for my life. He is Lord. He is Lord. When you practice these things, you start experiencing God's presence in such an incredible way. Peace will position you for obedience, and obedience will lead to breakthrough. God's patterns and God's, it produces God's uh, uh, product. If you do things God's way, it produces his outcomes. But so often Christians try to produce God outcomes, but they try to do it their way. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a logical fallacy that won't happen. If we want God's outcome, so many of the things, the promises, the hopes that we have that we think we know of in Scripture, they don't just come because we you know, want them to come. They come because we align with the kingdom. When that presence comes and you experience God's closeness, y'all, it brings such a confidence. It brings such a... uh, it, It brings a conviction. Now it's no longer me just thinking, oh, maybe it'll be okay. Now it's me like, I bet my life it's gonna be okay. I can lay my life on the line for this. It's going to be okay. Psalm 119 says this. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. <laughs> That's incredible. Great peace have those who love your law. I, I would almost like try and maybe like a sliding scale. The more you love God's ways, the greater your peace will be. Because you know if it's his way, it's going to work. The more you try to compromise and say, how much of this do I need to do to be okay? There's going to be such a place of uncertainty for you. Also, okay, did I do enough? Did I do it correctly? Is it going to be okay? But just throwing yourself into God and his ways brings great peace. Why? Because the outcome now no longer is based on you. And your calculations, now the outcome is based on His promises. It's based on His faithfulness. It's based on His power. Because I've done the will of God. I've done what I could do. Now I'm just believing. The pressure is off. 
And here's the beautiful thing about obedience. That peace positions me to obey Him. And then peace positions me to glorify Him. Okay? Our prevailing tendency reflects our true belief. I want you to hear this. Your prevailing tendency reflects your true belief. What you truly believe about God is revealed through the condition of your heart. And so you might realize today that, man, I don't trust God with everything yet. Peace is going to enable you to trust God. And what more glorifies God than trust? Peace will allow you to glorify God always because your actions will show that you truly trust Him and think more highly of Him than you think about your circumstances. See, God wants us to live by faith. The Bible says faith pleases Him. But here's the reality of it. Peace shows that I trust. God wants to restore your peace today. He has given you His peace. But this one, you're going to have to fight for to keep. This one, you're going to have to fight for it to become a reality in your life. This one, you're going to have to start rejecting the thoughts, taking captive those things that you have been reeling over and over in your mind so that the reality of your position in Him might become an internal reality to you that starts protecting your heart and your mind and positions you so that you can obey Him and so that you can glorify Him. Ephesians 6, 14 talks about the armor of God. Therefore, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. What does that mean? See, when, we, when we grew up, we were taught you have to get up in the morning and before you get out of your room, you have to put on the belt of truth. Right? Put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the belt of truth. And so what we would do, we would pray, Lord, I put, today I put on the helmet of truth. Lord, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I had no clue what I was saying, but this is what you need to do. I put on the belt of truth, Lord. And, 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 and what is it to put on the belt of truth? What is it to put on the helmet of salvation? What is it to put on the breastplate of righteousness? What is it? All those things. It's just the Word of God. It's the thoughts of God. I'm going to align myself with the truth. I'm going to remind myself of my righteousness in Christ. I am set free and, and forgiven. I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. It says, this is by faith, it's not by my works. Even if I mess up, my thinking is not going to go and say, oh, I'm condemned, I need to try and prove my righteousness again. No, 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 I am righteous. My thinking is protected. My heart is protected. My actions are protected. Why? Because I believe and think the truths of the Bible. 
Stand therefore, having fastened on the bowel of truth, having thought of whatever is true, righteous, having thought of the promise of God, having aligned myself with the kingdom principles, having put myself on the trajectory of a winning kingdom, having done all of that, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, knowing that this is something that is a gift to me. It's not for my works. It's a gift. I gave, I got this because Christ born, uh, rebirthed me. It says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. God gave us peace so that we can go and spread His peace. He said there that Christ became the shalom. He became the the, the full being that I could never be. But then He gave me that fullness. I don't have to perform to try and get it. I've received it. But now he says, go and bring shalom to the world. Bring your shalom. Like if you're internally peaceful and somebody with anxiety comes around you, you can put your hand on their shoulder and say, hey, it's going to be okay. But you don't understand, man. It's like this. Da, 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 da. Hey, going to be okay. If you try to do that from a place of emptiness, it won't work. But when you have that conviction, spiritual beings speak to spiritual beings. That person is going to start feeling, man, I hope you're right. Man, how do you know this? Wow, I can see this. Will you help me stay standing in this? Absolutely, I'll help you stay standing in this. God's peace is based on our righteousness, not our circumstances. We're strengthened by by what we meditate in our minds on. And His peace positions us to receive those breakthroughs. And it allows us to glorify Him. Heavenly Father, we just come right now and ask that you will restore our peace. Make us whole again. Your shalom means that we'll have nothing missing, nothing broken. Complete wholeness. Can we stand, everybody? I'd like to lead us in more prayer. And If you would like to just sit a little bit with us and just meditate on the words that we share today and just allow God to restore your peace here today, I want to invite you to stay a little bit longer. And for those of you who are walking in the peace of God and really needs to just basically get out there and go and share it, I want to, I want to you know, just dismiss you and thank you for coming, love you, see you on Sunday. Please Keep the atmosphere, the atmosphere of worship as you go. But we're going to just sit in this atmosphere for a little bit longer and allow the Holy Spirit to come and just dispel those lies, replace those things that have caused us to lose our peace and restore our shalom, that we will walk out of this place here today restored with His peace to go and face whatever it is that we're battling out there.